Kim Moody is with me now for the business news. Kia ora, Kim. A Metro Glass director has been ousted in a TC shareholder meeting. Kia ora, Charlotte. The country's biggest glass manufacturer, Metro Performance Glass, has been grilled by shareholders over the potential sale of its Australian business and its overall performance. In a sometimes terse shareholders meeting, the company says activity will likely remain soft for at least the next four months and may worsen heading into 2024. The recent failed takeover bid by two of its major shareholders didn't feature heavily in discussions. However, some shareholders raised concerns about selling its better-performing Australian division, which is up for sale as Metro Glass looks to reduce debt. One independent shareholder took aim at Metro Glass over its underwhelming performance. I have been around long enough to know that when there was a housing boom occurring in New Zealand, this company was still losing money hand over fist. Just because it picked up did not mean that this company became profitable. It's consistently lost money, consistently built up debt. Um, I can't understand how you can claim if we hold this through, the golden weather is still to come. You put all the lipstick you like on it, this company is still a pig. Chair Peter Griffiths didn't respond to those comments, but in an answer to another question, he outlined why its Australian division is up for sale. We're faced with um, the tough choices of uh, finding capital elsewhere, and there are really only two ways. Uh, a capital raise or selling assets. Now, um, the board's thought very carefully about this and has decided that the best option for us is an AGG sale. Uh, and as I indicated in my um, speech, you know, we're hopeful of a very good outcome from that sale process. The uh, indicative bids we've received have been encouraging now, shareholders who were out for blood did end up taking one scalp, with independent director Graham Stewart voted off the board. Kiwi Bank says a $225 million cash injection is a vote of confidence and will make the sector more competitive. The bank's state-owned holding company Kiwi Group Capital has agreed the proceeds of the sale of its former investment and insurance businesses should be put back into the bank. Kiwi Bank is the country's fifth, fifth largest bank, but it trails behind the big four Australian-owned banks in size and market share. Chief Executive Steve Yurkovich says some of the money will be invested in the bank's technology systems as it eyes up future growth. He says Kiwi Bank remains a long way behind the big four banks, but it will boost its future growth. They're certainly very large competitors and they're certainly very profitable, so I don't think they'll be quaking in their boots as we grow a bit, but ultimately what it does do is gives us confidence around the next stage of growth. I mean, competing against them really is a day-to-day, deal-by-deal, customer-by-customer proposition, and so what it does do is help rating agencies and other people understand that we've got the capital to go after our plans. It shows support from our shareholder, which is important, but ultimately we've got to try and win and earn our right to grow and retain customers every single day. That's Kiwi Bank Chief Executive Steve Yurkovich. 
Housing stock remains high despite record few houses being listed, as would be buyers remain wary to commit to high prices and interest rates. The number of new houses listed on realestate.co.nz hit an all time low last month, with only about half the number of homes on offer compared to when the site's records began 16 years ago. Just over 6,100 new listings came onto the website in July. That's down more than 17% nationally. However, national housing stock increased almost 3% year on year. Spokesperson Vanessa Williams says it's the fourth consecutive month of record low listings, suggesting buyer sentiment remains downbeat. Kiwis love certainty, and we have seen quite an uncertain year. If we look at the likes of the cost of living, inflation, we have got OCR changes. While they have stabilised, that has been quite unsettling. And, of course, these weather events that have been occurring across the mutu. So what we have seen is perhaps sellers be a little bit more hesitant than they once were and really considering their options when looking to transact perhaps one of the biggest assets of their lives. Vanessa Williams says she's hearing through the grapevine from real estate agents that stabilising house prices have increased buyer interest, but that has not translated into more sales. The Commerce Commission is considering whether it should use its powers to fast-track changes to how people can pay for goods and services. It's looking at how customers could make in-person payments directly between bank accounts, such as QR codes or mobile apps, as the use of FPOS cards declines. The government is making moves to legislate for consumer data rights, with Payments New Zealand offering technical work for open banking. However, Commission Chair John Small says that work appears to have stalled, but the Commission could use its powers to nudge it along. This initiative that we're talking about here would use those APIs. The Commission has the ability to designate, which means name essentially, the interbank network. It's a bit technical, but we have the power, we have the ability um, through the Act to clear away the hurdles that are in the way or some of the hurdles that are in the way of these more innovative faster, cheaper payment methods. There are a lot of firms out there that are willing to and keen to invest in this area. John Small says bank transfers are cheaper for consumers and merchants and are already widely used overseas. Consultation on the matter is open until the end of September. People under the age of 25 are feeling the financial pain the most from high interest rates and inflation, according to data from credit reporting company Centrix. The company's monthly report shows household debt arrears eased marginally to 11.4% of active borrowers who were behind in their payments. Arrears have been rising in all age groups, but the Centrix data shows those under 25 are doing it hardest, and those over 50 are fearing the best. Centrix Chief Operating Officer Monica Lacey says that's not really a surprise. We can see that particularly the younger demographic um, is feeling the pinch more than the older, and that's simply because younger people don't earn as much money, they're not as experienced in these financial times. And we have um, experienced a really benign credit cycle for a long time now, so things are different for the younger generation. That's Centrix Chief Operating Officer Monica Lacey. Well, let's get the latest from the markets now. We're joined by Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. Kia ora, Harry. How's the market looking today? Kia ora, Kim. 
So the New Zealand market is down 50 points today, uh, trading just above that 12,000 market, 12,006. Uh, Metro Performance Glass that you mentioned in your report is still trading at 18 cents, so that's that's flat on the day. Um, that's the same price as the takeover offer last month. Uh, some of the other names in the New Zealand market, Meridian Energy down 2.2% to $5.52. EBOS is down 1.3% to 38 and 5 cents. And Spark is down a third of a percent to 517 and how's the Australian 200 index faring? Yeah, so the Aussie market's a bit better than the, the Kiwi so far. It's up 29 points to 7,439. Looking at some of the bigger names there, ANZ, uh, that's down at, uh, down 10 cents to $25.66. Uh, CSL was also down. Uh, that's at uh, 267.37, but BHP's up 1.75% to $46.80. And our dollar, how's that trading today? So against the US, the Kiwi's at 62.14, against the Aussie at 92.44, against the pound, 48.41, and against the euro, 56.49. <laughs> And that brings us to interest rates, oil and gold. So three-month bank bill is now 5.7%. Ten-year government bond is 4.71%. Brent crude continues to rally. It's at 85.28. And gold at 1,963. Oh, kia ora, Harry. That's Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. Another business news today, the chief executive of fishing company Sanford, Peter Reedy, has resigned after two and a half years at the helm. He'll remain at the company on contract to assist with the handover to the acting chief executive, Craig Ellison, who is a board member, and to continue with some projects. A search is underway for a permanent replacement. And the number of building consents issued has risen for the first time in three months, but is well down on last year's record levels. StatsNZ data shows a 3.5% rise in residential consents issued after two months of decline. There was a lift in the number of standalone houses consented to nearly equal the number of flats, units and apartments. However, compared with a year ago, the number of consents issued was down 12% to 44,550. That's more than 6,000 below last year. We'll bring you a wrap of the day's business news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. For now, Charlotte, that's business. Thank you very much. Forming Australian Division, which is up for sale as Metro Glass looks to reduce debt. One independent shareholder took aim at Metro Glass over its underwhelming performance. I have been around long enough to know that when there was a housing boom occurring in New Zealand, this company was still losing money hand over fist. Just because it picked up did not mean that this company became profitable. It's consistently lost money, consistently built up debt. Um, I can't understand how you can claim if we hold this through, the golden weather is still to come. You put all the lipstick you like on it, this company is still a pig. Chair Peter Griffiths didn't respond to those comments, but in an answer to another question, he outlined why its Australian division is up for sale. We're faced with um, the tough choices of uh, finding capital elsewhere, and there are really only two ways. 
uh, a capital raise or selling assets. Now, um, the board's thought very carefully about this and has decided that the best option for us is an AGG sale. Uh, and as I indicated in my um, speech, you know, we're hopeful of a very good outcome from that sale process. The uh, indicative bids we've received have been encouraging. Now, shareholders who were out for blood did end up taking one scalp, with independent director Graham Stewart voted off the board. Kiwi Bank says a $225 million cash injection is a vote of confidence and will make the sector more competitive. The bank's state-owned holding company Kiwi Group Capital has agreed the proceeds of the sale of its former investment and insurance businesses should be put back into the bank. Kiwi Bank is the country's fifth, fifth largest bank, but it trails behind the big four Australian-owned banks in size and market share. Chief Executive Steve Yurkovich says some of the money will be invested in the bank's technology systems as it eyes up future growth. He says Kiwi Bank remains a long way behind the big four banks, but will boost its future growth. They're certainly very large competitors and they're certainly very profitable, so I don't think they'll be quaking in their boots as we grow a bit, but ultimately what it does do is gives us confidence around the next stage of growth. I mean, competing against them really is a day-to-day, deal-by-deal, customer-by-customer proposition and so what it does do is help rating agencies and other people understand that we've got the capital to go after our plans. It shows support from our shareholder which is important but ultimately we've got to try and win and earn our right to grow and retain customers every single day. That's Kiwi Bank Chief Executive Steve Yurkovich. Housing stock remains high despite record few houses being listed, as would-be buyers remain wary to commit to high prices and interest rates. The number of new houses listed on realestate.co.nz hit an all-time low last month, with only about half the number of homes on offer compared to when the site's records began 16 years ago. Just over 6,100 new listings came onto the website in July. That's down more than 17% nationally. However, national housing stock increased almost 3% year-on-year. Spokesperson Vanessa Williams says it's the fourth consecutive month of record low listings, suggesting buyer sentiment remains downbeat. Kiwis love certainty, and we have seen quite an uncertain year. If we look at the likes of the cost of living, inflation, we have got OCR changes. While they have stabilised, that has been quite unsettling. And, of course, these weather events that have been occurring across the mutu. So what we have seen is perhaps sellers be a little bit more hesitant than they once were and really considering their options when looking to transact perhaps one of the biggest assets of their lives. Vanessa Williams says she's hearing through the grapevine from real estate agents that stabilising house prices have increased buyer interest, but that has not translated into more sales. The Commerce Commission is considering whether it should use its powers to fast-track changes to how people can pay for goods and services. It's looking at how customers could make in-person payments directly between bank accounts, such as QR codes or mobile apps, as the use of FPOS cards declines. The government is making moves to legislate for consumer data rights, with Payments New Zealand offering technical work for open banking. However, Commission Chair John Small says that work appears to have stalled, but the Commission could use its powers to nudge it along.
this initiative that we're talking about here would use those APIs. The Commission has the ability to designate, which means name essentially, the interbank network. It's a bit technical, but we have the power, we have the ability um, through the Act to clear away the hurdles that are in the way, or some of the hurdles that are in the way of these more innovative faster, cheaper payment methods. There are a lot of firms out there that are willing to and keen to invest in this area. John Small says bank transfers are cheaper for consumers and merchants and are already widely used overseas. Consultation on the matter is open until the end of September. People under the age of 25 are feeling the financial pain the most from high interest rates and inflation, according to data from credit reporting company Centrix. The company's monthly report shows household debt arrears eased marginally to 11.4% of active borrowers who were behind in their payments. Arrears have been rising in all age groups, but the Centrix data shows those under 25 are doing it hardest, and those over 50 are fearing the best. Centrix Chief Operating Officer Monica Lacey says that's not really a surprise. We can see that particularly the younger demographic um, is feeling the pinch more than the older, and that's simply because younger people don't earn as much money, they're not as experienced in these financial times. And we have um, experienced a really benign credit cycle for a long time now, so things are different for the younger generation. That's Centrix Chief Operating Officer Monica Lacey. Well, let's get the latest from the markets now. We're joined by Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. Kia ora, Harry. How's the market looking today? Kia ora, Kim. So the New Zealand market is down 50 points today, uh, trading just above that 12,000 market, 12,006. Uh, Metro Performance Glass that you mentioned in your report is still trading at 18 cents, so that's, that's flat on the day. Um, that's the same price as the takeover offer last month. Uh, some of the other names in the New Zealand market, Meridian Energy down 2.2% to $5.52. EBOS is down 1.3% to $0.38.05. Cents. And Spark is down a third of a percent to 517 And how's the Australian 200 index faring? Yeah, so the Aussie market's a bit better than the, the Kiwi so far. It's up 29 points to 7,439. Looking at some of the bigger names there, ANZ, uh, that's down at uh, down ten cents to twenty five dollars and sixty six. Uh, CSL was also down. Uh, that's at uh, two hundred and sixty seven thirty seven. But BHP's up one point seven five percent to forty six dollars eighty. And our dollar, how's that trading today? So against the US, the Kiwi's sixty two fourteen. Against the Aussie at ninety two forty four. Against the pound, 48.41, and against the euro, 56.49. And that brings us to interest rates, oil, and gold. So, three month bank bill is now 5.7%. 10 year government bond is 4.71. Brent crude continues to rally at 85.28. And gold at 1,963. 
Oh, kia ora, Harry. That's Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. In other business news today, the chief executive of fishing company Sanford, Peter Reedy, has resigned after two and a half years at the helm. He'll remain at the company on contract to assist with the handover to the acting chief executive, Craig Ellison, who is a board member, and to continue with some projects. A search is underway for a permanent replacement. And the number of building consents issued has risen for the first time in three months, but is well down on last year's record levels. StatsNZ data shows a 3.5% rise in residential consents issued after two months of decline. There was a lift in the number of standalone houses consented to nearly equal the number of flats, units and apartments. However, compared with a year ago, the number of consents issued was down 12% to 44,550. That's more than 6,000 below last year. We'll bring you a wrap of the day's business news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. For now, Charlotte, that's business. Thank you very much, Kim.